Welcome to the Songwriter Connection Podcast, where we look at the craft of songwriting through the eyes of a songwriter. Each week, we make a connection with a music maker, listen to their songs, and hear their stories. From Nashville, Tennessee, here's your host, Dave Ledahan. And that would be me. Hey, thank you for joining us once again. This is episode number 88 already of the Songwriter Connection podcast. You know, we just recently passed the two-year mark, so I guess we're officially starting in our third year uh, of the Songwriter Connection podcast, which started out of boredom in uh, during the pandemic. And uh, I got a call from a friend who said, hey, be on my podcast. I said, hey, teach me how to do a podcast, and I'll do yours. <laughs> and here we are. And uh, thanks to you again. We, we mentioned this last time, but I, I just can't uh, thank you enough for putting us in the top 25% of Spotify. That's just Spotify alone of all the podcasts that they uh, that they put out there. And, of course, we're on a lot of different places. We're everywhere you find podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeart, uh, Stitcher, Google. By the way, you just Google us. You Google us and you'll find us uh, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, and we're also on YouTube. And a lot of people go, wait, you're n- not a video podcast. Well, not yet. We're toying with that idea, but I've always been a radio guy. So, uh, but yeah, we do the broadcast, um, the uh, just the audio on uh, YouTube. And you can find us at Songwriter Connection. And if you're listening on YouTube, please, as they say, like and subscribe because that really helps us and we certainly appreciate you spreading the word about the songwriter connection podcast we have two returning guests uh this time and a new guest to make a contact with and let me start with nancy deckett hey dave you know today still today you're the most listened to podcast in 88 podcasts Woo-hoo. By far, everybody. Uh, uh, yeah. So, <laughs> and it's awesome. Nancy's the owner of Discover Sooner, which we've talked about a lot. And Nashville Cool. Welcome back, Nancy. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. Yeah. yeah. Also, in season two, back when we were doing seasonal shows, now we just do episodes. Uh, Dallas Remington was on. She's an amazing uh, singer, songwriter, artist. And you'll find out more about her if you look for her uh, in season two. Uh, but welcome back. Hi, thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's good to have you. You know, it was really fun to play with you at the listening room. Not too Yeah, long ago. that wasn't very long ago. That was fun. That was a fun show. It was, it yeah. was. Yeah, we'll hope to do that again sometime. Yes, definitely. And making a new connection, we've got hit writer Cindy Torres with us. Um, Cindy, how are you? Good to, good to have you here. Hi, uh-huh. I'm really happy to be here. Uh-huh. Thanks for asking me. Let's start with you. Now, you from you came to Nashville from the, the Detroit area, right? Right. Yeah, and you've been in town... Since 88. Since 88. And um, you've done some magical things in songwriting. Uh, we're going to talk a lot about co-writing today. And uh, I'm just going to throw this out here right now. You've, you've co-written with the best. I mean, you were with... Uh, you big co-write with, with Garth Brooks, right? Right. And the song that... But prepared on his uh, Rope, Rope in the Wind album. Correct. Um, what an amazing experience. Um, how did you guys hook up? Uh, we met at the Bluebird. Did it you? Was like a, oh, I think it was the open mic mm-hmm. tryout thing. Yeah. And um, he waited out, outside for me and said he liked my voice and liked wow. what I was singing. And mm-hmm. he was going to another's writer's night or somewhere else. So I followed him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't have... A, an address here. He was just moving back here, uh-huh. and I was here on vacation, so I didn't have an ad- well. I had an address where I lived, uh-huh. <laughs> but not here in town. <laughs> but I worked at the post office. Okay. And after I did get my transfer um, in '88, mm-hmm. hand cases. I worked on the leather sorting machine, which things just zoom by. Yeah. But after a certain hour, I worked nights. Um, you do hand casing of things that don't fit. In the mm-hmm. leather sorting machine. Mm-hmm. So 
there was a CD, not a CD. It was a tape. That's <laughs> how long it's been. Okay. It was a tape came through in an envelope. Cassette? Yes, a cassette oh, okay. tape. Because I, I had eight trash. <laughs> That's my whole life. <laughs> yeah, there's those tapes too. Yeah, yeah. So cassette tape. <laughs> um, but it was coming to Garth from Oklahoma, which I knew that's where he was from. So I mm-hmm. had his um, address, and I called him. I, well, I found him on information. I mean, all yeah. these things that we don't even know. People who are younger don't even know what that is. So you could call up information and get somebody's yeah. number. Information. That's right. There was no internet. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And so um, he remembered me, and we got together and wrote. and. Wow. Um, you wrote a gem. Thank you. In, Lo- in Lunch and Dove. And I listened to that again yesterday just to get, you know, just that I wanted to hear it. And what an amazing song. One of those story songs that we don't mm-hmm. get enough of. Amazing. Yeah. Any story about the concept and how that became? Well, it was something that I had started in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had read the Lonesome Dove book. Uh-huh. And I just loved that book, how I felt about those characters. And so yeah. I wanted to write a story. song. I wanted to write a song that drew people in, like that book drew me in. And I wrote the author and I said, can, can I write a, a song? <laughs> yeah. And he wrote back, weirdly, I mean, that's amazing that he took the time to do that. But he wrote back and said, yeah, write whatever you want. Ah, he must have got a thrill hearing that, huh? I hope so. Yeah? You don't know? You haven't talked to him since? Or? No. No? You no. didn't message him and be like, hey, by the way, Garth Brooks cut the song? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even, I hadn't even like, thought about that. I should do he's that. He's probably trying to find the guy and be like, hey, I don't know if he knew this. Yeah. But uh, Garth has put it out and it's been a diamond record and all this stuff, you know? Yeah, exactly. Diamond, that's right. Diamond status, right? What's that, 10 million copies? What's diamond? 10 million. Yeah. Oh that's, my God. That's crazy. So fantastic. That is fantastic. Well, let's talk about co-writing. And Nancy, you know, that, one of the reasons why I wanted to have you all here is because I know you co-write a lot together. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dallas being an artist, she does... And you can find Ellis on wherever you stream stream uh, music, uh, Spotify, Online. yeah, all, everywhere. And, um, and a lot of these songs we're going to play available, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and, yeah. And we're going to talk about yeah. co-writing. So let's start with you, Nancy. I know you uh, <laughs> a little background on you. You, you just like like me, um, an NSAI coordinator. You came from yes. Pittsburgh to to, yes. to Nashville. I came from Cincinnati. <laughs> um, uh, how did you first start getting into co-writing, and oh, okay. why do we co-write? Well, you know, I, I, we all tried in Pittsburgh to mm-hmm. co-write with each other. We but, did, too, but you know, when you're all kind of at the same place, it's really hard to um, make your way through a song. Someone has to have complementary skills. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's true. You know? So when I started coming to Nashville, I started writing with people here, mm-hmm. and I found a lot of complimentary songwriters. Maybe I didn't know where the second verse went, but they did, and got a lot more songs done. Mm-hmm. Um, I start. I'm you know in 2013. I was really in the process of making the move here, mm-hmm. and Dallas and I showed up at the same Commodore round. Oh, and I met this. 13-year-old. Commodore Grill, by the way. It's a Commodore, great place. right. Yeah. It's a Debbie Champion round. <laughs> yep. And I, I was, like, so impressed with her. And I knew this is, music is what Dallas Remington is going to do with her life. Oh, yeah. And I immediately wanted to co-write with her, but I didn't want, you know, like, she's really young and I'm not, you know. <laughs> that was my first scheduled round ever. Ever. I've never been on a scheduled round ever. No Only kidding. the writers, like, open mic. 
Wow. And so that was the first one Debbie ever put me on, and it was you and his Bill Warrington. Oh, really? It was yeah. Bill? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Three. So yeah. three of us favorite favorite people. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it was like, okay, really, really want to write with this person, but it just didn't feel like quite the right time for me to be asking her. I saw her again, blah, blah, blah. And eventually, Cindy brought me in mm-hmm. about a year later or I had met Dallas and mm-hmm. we had seen each other at a, at a CMA event and stuff so you know it ended up working out but you know when you feel inspired by what someone else is doing mm-hmm. it makes you want to you know write with them yeah and that's how I felt when I sat next to her oh, and she sitting next to her I felt like a star <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first time seeing you too and it was at the Commodore and just being blown away this girl's a real deal she plays she sings she, she's got great stage presence and uh, uh, yeah um, so tell me why do you co-write how did you first start co-writing well, so Cindy's actually the reason I co-write Cindy um, I should be asking Cindy this is crazy so I um, started writing songs when I was 13 yeah. Um, I had been playing cover gigs all over Nashville. Um, I had a weekly gig at the Nashville Palace, actually. And mm. I was playing there every um, Saturday afternoon, about 3 to 7. And uh, Nashville Palace where uh, Randy Travis yes. used to work. And broke <laughs> Alan Jackson used to sleep in his car just to sing there and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not to drop any names. Uh, you know, but it's just a, it was one of my favorite places. And I that was the first one of the first places I ever performed in Nashville. And so I ended up with like a weekly gig there. And then mm-hmm. they ended up changing ownership. And for a little bit, most people don't, a lot of people don't know this. For a little bit, they switched to where they were only Western Swing. Really? You could only play Western Swing, and I didn't know any Western <laughs> Swing at all. So I kind of I I lost my gig. Wow. Um, so I remember I walked into Richard's when that was still a place. Oh, yeah. I miss that. I oh, love that gosh. place so much. Yes. Alligator. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Great Cajun cooking. You never know who's in there. Love that place so yes. much. And I walked in, and I had written three songs. And on the monitor, I don't know if y'all remember this, he had a, just a piece of paper taped to the monitor that said that if you didn't write it, you ain't singing it. Ah, I love it. <laughs> and I had never been anywhere like that. And I was like, oh my gosh, like places require you to only play originals. And so I remember I played my three originals and he's like, just keep going, keep going. And I was like, that's all I have. <laughs> I had never written anything else. And so I really wanted to start writing. And I, I didn't know how to write. You know, I remember... When I was 10 years old, I was sitting in our old work truck at our farm in Kentucky, mm-hmm. and this truck, the radio never worked. It never picked up a signal for anything, and for some reason, I'm sitting in the farm, sitting on the farm, and this radio picks up our local radio station, WKYQ, and on comes the radio, The Family Man, mm. which ended up being, was a Craig Campbell hit, but was written by one of my favorite people on the planet, Joel Shoemake. We oh, met yeah. later oh, God, on. Yeah. He's amazing. And yeah. I just remember sitting there in that truck at 10 years old being going, I want to make people feel what that song made me feel. Mm-hmm. I want to learn how to do that. I mm-hmm. want to write a song like that. Wow. And um, so fast forward, I'm trying to learn all how to write. I'm doing all this stuff. I'm playing rounds and um, another Commodore round. Rick Stewart texted me and said, hey, somebody backed out. You want to play in a round with a girl who writes for Garth Brooks? And I was like... <laughs> Yeah, totally. Yes, please. So he puts me in a round with Cindy, and Cindy started talking to me, and she was like, let's write, um, let's get together. And I was so nervous I never called her, because I was like, I don't know what to write. I think I would have been, too. I was 14. I was like, I I can't write with someone. I don't know what to say. So I started writing with one of my friends that was close, like, was about, she was like a year older than me. Mm -hmm. 
we started riding together and so I got a little more confident being in the room with someone and I got an email I think that just like randomly came through from Cindy that she's like hey like we you know we met at the Commodore like I'd, I'd love to write with you and I'm like this woman's reaching out to me like this is so crazy so I reached back out to her and we started writing and you know and I've talked about this on radio tours around the country and different podcasts and everything like literally this woman is the reason I know how to write mm. she sat me down and she taught me that I had a voice you know I was 15 when we wrote together and when you say voice song. you're talking about song yeah writing. as a songwriter because like, we started writing together when I was 15 Mm. And I was like, nobody is going to think I have anything to add to it. Because I was homeschooled, mm. and I was a musician, and I grew up on a farm. Yeah. You can't, not a lot of people can relate to anything there. And she just sat me down, and I remember our first write was, we just sat there and talked forever. Mm. And we went over all this stuff. And it was one of my first, like, therapy writing sessions, too. <laughs> you know, it taught me how to, to open up to people. Funny how writing sessions and, become therapy, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she's times. literally like my songwriting sister and she's the, the whole reason I'm even a writer to this day I feel wow. like if I hadn't ever met Cindy I probably wouldn't have ever become actually a writer I'd have just you know fiddled around with it so you blame so, Cindy I blame <laughs> Cindy but Cindy is definitely um, she's the reason that you know I fell in love with songwriting and I believed it you know because I I've been very blessed and I've only had one co-write in my history of being a writer where someone told me I didn't have anything to say because I was younger. Are you kidding? I never wrote with that person again and don't blame you. Blocked her number. But yeah, there you, you go. know, there um, you go. absolutely. It's You know what though then you bring up a good point because there's a chemistry involved in co-writing, right? Exactly. Right, Cindy? And sometimes you you get along and you can write and obviously this team right here, you know, is a, a magical team. But there are some times where it just it just doesn't work, huh? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And so Cindy was just there for me and taught me, you know, how to voice what I wanted to say and not mm -hmm. be afraid to say what I wanted to say. Gotcha. And she helped me find ways to say it that everyone would relate to. So uh -huh. you know, um mm -hmm. I love you, Cindy. And you're you mm -hmm. it's your fault. <laughs> All of it's your fault. <laughs> Cindy, tell us about your co writing experience when you when you first got into town. Um, were you were you co-writing him before you came to Nashville? Or? No, I hadn't. Mm -mm. And if you know me very well, like I'm kind of getting my own world. Mm -hmm. I didn't know anybody in Michigan who wrote. Now I know that there's songwriting groups probably in every state. Yeah. <laughs> you could find them. Find NSEI just about everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But if they didn't show up on knock on my door, then you know I didn't know that they existed. <laughs> Uh, but you, it's a mandatory here in Nashville. That's yeah. It's a prerequisite. Just yeah. you're going to have to learn how to co-write, and it's actually really great because it grows you in place. It takes you places you wouldn't go. Mm -hmm. um, so, what are some of the advantages of, of, of co-writing, and why you should be doing it? Well, I think it it just is going to expand whatever you bring another person is going to expand that base mm -hmm. not only in in skill as a writer but uh ideals you mm -hmm. know some everybody has strings that they bring mm -hmm. and so whatever your maybe your not strength is uh, you write with somebody who really comes in and covers that and that and i'm i don't really write with an instrument um no but i'm hearing like i always hear chords in my head i know uh what i want to what i want to do and what i want to where i want to go but they're mm -hmm. not instrument driven okay 
So Alice, but you Dallas, do play an instrument. You play, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But Dallas is such an instrumentalist. <coughs> yeah, she's a great guitar player. Yes, she is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that <clears throat> drive that yeah. she has in riffs, mm-hmm. um, instrumental oh, yeah. riffs, that's going to drive. It's going to take it a whole different area than I would go to on my own as mm-hmm. a song. And also, co-writing is a way to network. Yeah. It's how you kind of, you know, go from meet new people because your co-writers know people you don't know. That's right. And it's so awesome because mm-hmm. you're always meeting new people from the from the co-writers you keep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's there's another point. And I know you wanted to mention this. Um, uh, Nancy's finding co-writers. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Here in Nashville, Mark Allen Barnett says you just throw a stone in you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm sure. But, no, finding the right ones. And, mm-hmm. you know, and there's the, this thing called germing. You know, go to a hit writer and go, write with me. you got to write with me. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Like, right, right, right. you know, you have to leave those hit songwriters alone and find them, find other places to <laughs> meet. Let them find you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. But, you know, it's very much so like... Um, you just show up the most usual way is you show up at a writer's round and you play your song and someone in the crowd is going to hear what you're doing mm-hmm. and then they'll maybe they'll rush up to you and say let's write together and then yeah. you just exchange information and you never talk to each other again <laughs> that happens too <laughs> or it does happen and mm-hmm. then sometimes in a lot of us as writers we get overheated our schedules mm-hmm. get overheated yeah. we'd really like to Right. But we don't have enough time to write with everybody. I certainly hear that. So a lot mm-hmm. of times we, you know, our eyes are bigger than our stomach sort of thing. That's we so say true. yes, and then we go, yeah. man, you know, so I think you have to, you know, really feel motivated by just more than hearing their song. Maybe something inside draws you to that person. Some kind of a connection there. Yeah. yeah so right. like for me, like, you know, I go to all the shows and everything, and I haven't been playing a ton of rounds, but I you know, hang out at all the shows. And I, it's those people I like to hang out with are the ones I want to write with. I guess you. you know, yeah. I don't ever go into a write with someone that I haven't at least gone to breakfast with once or hung out with for more than t- five minutes at a time. I don't go into a write with someone I don't know because I need to know that I'm going to feel like I can connect to this person. Because the ones it's that so I, important. the ones yeah. I go into the writes that I don't lose people at all, we just sit there and we stare at each other. And I feel like so subconscious. because co staring. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm like this person's gonna think I don't know how to write. I know how to write, but we have not I don't know if we have anything in common and I'm not just gonna sit there and be like, exactly so right. like we're dating and have to find everything else about them. But you know the point that you bring up and we've mentioned it in past podcasts, you gotta be a good hang. Exactly. You, you really gotta be the kind of person yep. people want to you know, exactly. Have and a cup of coffee with, you know. Yeah, and that's what I've been looking for, you know, the past few years, especially because I had that, I had two or three years of my life where I wrote three times a day, every day of the week. Wow. And I don't remember one song from that period of my life. Mm. <laughs> what was the point of writing, you know, yeah. probably 400 songs a year yeah. to not remember them? You know, yeah. I never yeah. performed them out. I never played shows because I was so tired. I was writing all the time. And so mm-hmm. I'm in a different stage in my life where, you know, where everybody's filling their schedules up. I'm like, I book out two weeks advance and write and that's about it wow because I'm like I want to write songs that I want to record quality over quantity exactly mm-hmm. exactly and you know the other thing that you bring up I mean because you're a performer too so I will say this um, once you write a lot of songs like mm-hmm. you got to make time to work them up exactly, huh? exactly. remember them and, and remember them and, exactly you know and if you're gonna play it out you better know that song yeah. you know and as far as like you know the writer in me looks back at this past year and I'm like man I really didn't 
do a ton of writing, but then I also, you know, I released 13 singles this year. Wow. And only two of them were covers. More than one a month. Um, oh, yeah. Wow. And wow. so, and most of those songs have been written within the past year. I'll be darned. So I went and I wrote, you know, at least eight single-worthy songs and mm-hmm. released those, and I'd rather do that than write 300 songs that no one's ever going to hear. Wow. <laughs> Um, and so that's really what I focused on this year. And that's what, you know, I had to tell all of my co-writers. I'm like, you know, I'm going to, we might have four rights on a song and don't think it's because I'm being a little pain in the butt, but it's because I want this song to be able to release. Gotcha. Because I'm at the point, especially in my stage being an artist, that I'm like, I don't want want to write songs that sit there. Right. I want to write songs that either we get to someone or I want to release. Gotcha. Good point. So let's go for it. And, and there's so, the other advantage of co-writing. You've got exactly. three people that can help spread that song out. Exactly. And get it heard more. Yeah. For me as a writer, that has been trying to find the people that are okay with that. Because you yeah. have the people that just want to write a song, get it done in one session, and they don't care what happens with it. Mm-hmm. And that's just not where I'm at in my life. I've been I in this you. for totally 11 years. It. So just well, go for it. Here's the, here's the thing. On this podcast, we like to do uh, music live around the dining room yeah. table. I know you got your guitar out. So let's pick a song like... Uh, <clears throat> Could steal your dad, which I love, and it's out there on uh, on Spotify wherever you get music. It's a great single, one of the singles that you put out this year. Yes. Um, so Nancy, Cindy, um, Dallas, uh, tell us about that co-write session. Uh, take us through what you did, and let's hear the song. Okay. So this is one of those I call them a magical song. The ones that are done like really fast, mm-hmm. um, that are done in one session or wow. less than one session. You know, it happens from time um, to time, and so. Uh, I actually started Steal Your Dad by myself. Um, I got real mad at some girl one day, and I don't know why. And I was like, whatever, I'm going to steal your dad, heifer. Um, <laughs> and I, just, I was like, okay, I say stupid stuff like that because sometimes they turn into songs. Yeah. And so um, I was on my way home that night, started writing it in my head, and I got home and I started it. And um, I remember playing what little bit I had for my mom, and my mom being like, oh, that's just dumb. <laughs> She's like, it's good, dumb, but it's dumb. And so, um, so you brought this idea to the table. I brought it to yeah. him, and I uh, I started it on like a Thursday night, and we got together Friday morning, and I was like, hey, I know we're working on something, but I started something, and so I played him what I had, and I was like, I need someone to tell me it's too stupid to finish. <laughs> Thanks for sure. And they were like, no, no, we gotta no. Finish it. <laughs> and so um, we uh, we ended up. I'll let them talk a little bit about it, but I just remember. I was like, nobody's ever going to listen to this song. No one's ever going to listen to this song. And so I remember posting a little clip of me just singing along to our terrible, out-of-tune, off-tempo work tape. And mm-hmm. it got like 25,000 views instantly. <laughs> and people begging for the song. Was so this I on was TikTok? Like, or this was a TikTok. A TikTok and yeah. so I ended up going along. And um, it went viral on Facebook several times. Wow. Um, so I think we have about <laughs> 7 million views on Facebook for this song. So That's crazy. It's amazing. You know, it was, like, it was a goofy song, but it yeah. happened. And I'm glad these girls went along with me and didn't tell me it was too stupid to finish. <laughs> so, Cindy, how, how much of it did she have when, when she brought it to you? We well, first had all one. the first verse. Yeah, the first, the first one, yeah. Yeah. And definitely the hook. Um, <laughs> did you have part of the chorus? I think I had part okay. of the chorus, but the melody was like, I was changing, I was writing it while I was driving. Okay. So, like, the verse was in D, but the chorus was in, like, G, and it was all over the place, so we had to do <laughs> a lot of melody stuff. Yeah, it was, I got you. It was weird. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's rangy because yeah. it starts real low. And yeah. yeah, so Cindy, yeah. that's where a lot of her comes in, is she's so good at melody. So I know we yeah. spent a lot of time mm-hmm. getting it all in the same key and getting an actual melody to it that sounded right. Wow. <laughs> you know, we write a lot of serious songs with Dallas and, you know, and a lot of... A few songs with Dallas, <laughs> you know, and so Harden this, your and that is a term, but that is, that is a term in songwriting. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Absolutely. But this one was different. It was tongue in cheek, and I was so happy to go down this lane. And so we've, we've taken a little lighthearted journeys in the last, you know, since we've written a song, it kind of changed, I think, the complexion of what we do, just because it's fun to be lighthearted. That is, isn't it? Especially in country music. Exactly. You, you, you know. got to get those out sometimes. Yeah, yeah, we're all sitting there trying to write, you know, the song of the year, because we've been told by so many publishers, we just want song of the years. We just want, you know, we want the next tequila. We want the next this. Like, we need those House big songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. House that built me, stuff yeah. like that. And it's like, you know, you don't always have to write those. You can just have fun and tell some heifer you're going to steal their dad <laughs> and things happen, you know? Um. Uh, let's hear that song. Dallas Remington on our Songwriter Connection podcast. Well, you won't stone up in your little mini skirt Use your cowboy hat and daddy's money to flirt My man didn't know what hit him next thing he was gone That's just how love goes, so it's time to move on I guess I'll find me a new one too Yeah, I'll tell you what I'm gonna do Hey, you stole my man, so I'm a steal your dad I know you're thinking I'm thinking on Show you real quick how I can prove you wrong. You're gonna think it's real funny when you gotta call me mom. I'll spend what's left of his life holding his hand. You stole my man, so I'ma steal your dad. Well, I know he's quite a bit older than me, but he sure as hell fine, so how bad could it be? He's so much better than the boy you just got. Thanks for helping me see there's bigger fish to be caught. I'm married for money or out of spite. Either way, I'm gonna be his wife. Hey, you stole my man, so I'm see your dad. I know you think you don't think you done anything bad. Show you real quick how I can prove you wrong. You're gonna think it's real funny when you gotta call me mom. I spend what's left of his life holding his hand. You stole my man, so I'ma steal your dad. Yeah. 
Alice Remington playing the guitar, too, with Cindy Torres and uh, Nancy Deckett on the Songwriter Connection podcast, co-written by this magic team right here. We are talking co-writing. It's the co-writing sessions yes. on the Songwriter Connection podcast. Going to take a little break. We'll be right back. Don't go away. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. <laughs> You're listening to the Songwriter Connection. Connecting with music makers and hearing their songs and stories. Now back to the show with your host, Dave Linehan. Once again, thank you for joining us. This has been a really educational and fun session. Thanks, you guys. Well, thanks for having us, man. Yeah, so nice. We yeah. are up now officially the Supremes. We're sounding great. I can hear some of the headphones. The I'm on every kind of allergy medicine there is on this planet right now, but we're sounding pretty good. Yeah, I am too. And I'll tell you, we've had some, uh, we're we taping this in, uh, in December for a uh, February release, but uh, we had some drastic weather changes here oh, in Nashville. Yeah. And as I say, you stick around, it's going to change, right? It's, and we're in the 60s as we're talking, and what it does to your sinuses as a singer and player, right? Now. Exactly. I know you're, I'm feeling you, but you sounded yeah. good. You well, and I've been, I've been on the road, so I just got back from where it was negative 17. And oh, then boy. coming back here and it being 70, you know. It's, Tell folks where you were at. I was, uh, I was out in Wyoming for a little bit for shows, and so mm-hmm. I spent a little bit of time out there every year, and so I, uh, was like, I'm going to go in December and see if I can, if I could deal with the, the weather there. And it actually, like, didn't feel that bad. Not bad. But coming back here to, you know, 70 degrees, it's, it's wrecking my system real bad. <laughs> <laughs> real bad. <laughs> It'll do that. It'll yeah. do that. So, yeah. yeah, you travel all over the country playing, don't you? Yes, yeah. yeah. So, we're uh, finishing up, you know, in the next few months we're going to be here. I think I'm going to head down to Florida for some gigs, which will be fun. And then, cool. you know, next year, then 2023, um, this upcoming year, we're just going to go everywhere we can you Good. Know, so get back on the road full-time hopefully so yeah that's got to be fun huh yeah it you is. love doing that you love touring and yes i love it and so my favorite things are travel and music so the fact that you know i have a career where i get to do both of them and you can you mix know? those things oh <laughs> exactly, my god exactly exactly so absolutely 2022 great. i spent um quite a bit of time in wyoming we did uh several runs to upstate new york i do well, stuff up there and then um just anywhere in between that we could play some gigs so just just a little just a little tip Stay away from Buffalo during the winter. <laughs> during the winter, yeah. So I spent a lot of time around Buffalo, actually. And so I've never been up there during the winter, and I hope I'm not planning on it. I was um, born there. But... Recently, they had six and a half feet Exactly. Oh, yeah. I heard that the other day Crazy. when I was in the airport. I was like, they had what now? No. <laughs> no, thank you. Yes, that's a lot taller than I am. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm trying to find me a man that tall, not snow that tall. <laughs> That's way over my head. Um, so we're talking about co-writing. And, you know, here's one of the things. Like, Nancy, I know you came uh, from uh, NSAI in mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. And uh, me in Cincinnati. And no matter where you are, maybe you're not in a music capital. Maybe you're not listening from, from Nashville, but you're into songwriting. Try co-writing with people that have like interests, you know. Uh, there's got to be singers, songwriters in your town that perform out. We talked about performing out in writer's rounds and open mics and things. Mm-hmm. Uh, give it a shot because that's how the pros are doing it today. And since before we got on the air, we talked about some of the hits today that are written by five, six people together. I can't imagine that many people in the same room. 
But I imagine what happens is, you know, they do it in different sessions with mm-hmm. these two, three bands. We're going to pull somebody else in, and mm-hmm. right? Yes. As the music has, country music itself has gone more country than it's, it's following pop music's patterns. It, it is, isn't it? So sometimes just the rhythm track, that person, yeah. they, they weren't even in the room, but they got writing credit because they developed a, a, a track, a rhythm track, the, the groove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and again, we talk about finding people that compliment you. Maybe you uh, write lyrics. And I hate when people say, I'm just a lyricist. I always go, no, you're not. Don't never say just a lyricist mm-hmm. because you're a songwriter. Really? Exactly. Yeah. Sometimes there's no room for you to play your guitar in any, anyway. You know, yeah. you, you use the best guitar player in the room. You don't exactly. put your dumb guitar on there if you got a better player. Yeah, well, and like, I love the rights where I show up and I don't even have to play guitar. I'm like, go for it, son. Yeah, go. yeah, I drive. Love it. <laughs> like this yeah. is great. Uh, yeah, you drive. Um, go ahead. Yeah. You know, I've I've talked to a number of people about this, and I would say, you know. You know, I think I talked to Jen Schott about one of the songs that she had. She got it. It was a hit. And how's come there's this other person on on the song? Because he wasn't in the room when it was written. And she said, look, we needed a better melody than what we started with. So Mm -hmm. we brought him in Ah. because we felt like that's what that was what was going to help it go to the next level. I know I, I heard the story. Don't know how much it's true. But on Lady A's song. It's a quarter after one, you know that song yeah. mm-hmm. that Dallas Davidson. Mm-hmm. Dallas Davidson came in, you know, and and just sang the sang the bridge, and then boom, wow. that was it because they couldn't find a bridge, and it was the perfect bridge, and maybe it wasn't Dallas. I don't know who it was, Dallas yeah. Davidson, but I'm yeah. just saying that sometimes you you just got to be in service to the song, whatever you need mm-hmm. to give it, because if you love it, you want to take it out there and walk it around in the world. Mm, yeah, you do. Yeah, yeah. Play it out and see what people think. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Well, let's talk about another song. You got one called Podunk. Yeah. And I understand that's a great story, too. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's all because of Cindy. Yeah. Everything's because of Cindy. Um, Let's start with Cindy. I think we decided to call this one Life in Podunk. Life in Podunk. Life in Podunk. Okay. It's not recorded yet. No, it's not. It's new. Brand new, but I had a broadcast instructor I when I was in college. There when we had the idea. Okay, and this is what no. happened. I remember exactly okay. what happened. Right. Um, Scott Barrier was sitting next to me. Cindy was across from me, and it was it was Cindy's graduation party, and you were standing there. And then one of Cindy's friends leaned over and said, "Well, Kenzie got pregnant on her honeymoon." And the four of us looked at each other and said, oh, this is a song, and we're going to write it. And then we're like, so that's where we started this song. And then yeah. I have, sometimes they just have to do with me being a little stubborn, and I was like, it ain't the honeymoon, it ain't the honeymoon. So Ken- Kenzie ended up getting pregnant beneath the harvest moon. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. So yeah, a whole just... new story, but Cindy's graduation party. Is where the uh, the whole idea came from. And Cindy's now a counselor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, an addiction counselor. Is that what that is? Or well, just regular counselor. Just a regular counselor. 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 Need counseling. Call she, Cindy. She, you can't help me with my songwriting addiction. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to get rid of that? <laughs> no, not really. Exactly. <laughs> I want to get rid of the doubt. It's been two weeks since my last song. <laughs> you know, no, no. So, so she got pregnant under the harvest moon, huh? Yes. I cannot wait to hear this. So, let me uh, get this thing in tune. And I know that Scott Barrier is another one I co-write yes. a lot with Scott. Yeah. He's brilliant. He's a brilliant writer. Yeah. He really is. Yes. Love him. And like I was saying earlier, you know, I have those, um, I have those, I want it 
Perfect. Mm-hmm. So this was one that took us three or four rides. Yeah. Wow. Because I was being real stubborn. That's okay. because I was like, you know, there's like there's one word that could be different, you know, and things oh, like yeah. that. But oh, yeah. I go like we were saying, quantity over quant or quality over quantity. Oh yeah. Um and so this was one of those that took a little while, but we finally got it and I love this song. All right. Um I posted a video of this one. I don't know if I'm gonna release it, but I'm trying to get it to Hardy. Like, I've had ah. everybody tagging Hardy. I'm like, let's get Hardy to cut this thing. But yeah. if not, I'm going to. So. He's the end guy right now. <laughs> oh, he's my favorite. <clears throat> um, but yeah, Life and Podunk. Kenzie got pregnant need the harvest moon From sidelines to pink lines in the locker room Now the quarterbacks is giving practice for the ultrasound Shotgun went back out of daddy's house She was 17 at prom and already showing That's how life in podunk goes, yeah <laughs> Charlie got a crimson tie scholarship Had a dish for the diapers and the graveyard shift Now he and McKenzie living that single wildlife Baby in the carriage, couple dogs, man, a wife Now they're 18, got their own roots growing That's how life in Podunk goes, yeah Some dreams get broke, some dreams get changed Either way it goes, a dream just the same you go with what you got, you work with what you have Sometimes you gotta make good out of the bed Cause you can't ungrow them seeds you've been sowing That's how life in Podunk goes, yeah Kenzie thought she'd tell this little town to go to hell Finally thought he'd be the MVP in a field But they wouldn't shed a second of the life they got now Bedtime, bedtime, that night on the couch Now the 23 and again she's showing That's how life in Podunk goes, yeah Some dreams get broke, some dreams get changed Either way it goes, the dream just the same You go with what you got, you work with what you have Sometimes you gotta make good out of the bed Cause you can't ungrow them seeds you've been sowing That's how Dallas Remington, a uh, song co-written uh, written by Nancy and, and uh, Cindy uh, and Dallas together. I was starting to say before, when I was in uh, school and college uh, taking broadcasting, we had an instructor who was uh, amazing with his deep voices, and he always talked about how you got to start in podunk. I never knew what podunk was, and I still don't know where it is. Or, is it an actual town? City? No. No. <laughs> Just wherever you're from. I'm from I'm podunk, Kentucky. Podunk, Kentucky. She's from... Podunk outside of Detroit. Yeah. 
And you're from Podunk, Youngstown, Ohio. Youngstown. <laughs> so everybody's got their version of Podunk. Oh, that was, I started just outside of Youngstown in Podunk. Just yeah. a little town outside of Youngstown when I started in radio. So that's cool. Very yeah. cool. What town? Austintown? I was, no, actually, I was, uh, the station was licensed to Warren. Oh, Warren. Okay. Warren. Yeah, but my buddy, uh, his station was licensed to uh, um, Niles. It was W-N-I-O, I think. Yes, Niles. Yeah. yeah. And it was so funny because they used to broadcast the Steelers games, and we did the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> and it, the, the, the funny sorry. thing about... I'm so sorry. I, I the, <laughs> the funny thing about that, and I know I digress... Um, it, Youngstown is split right down the middle. There's Browns fans and that's there's right. Steeler fans. That's and right. That's in, I ended up in Pittsburgh. That'll tell you everything right there. <laughs> well, you've had a whole lot more to uh, to root for over the years. So, yeah, yeah. But we're talking about co-writing, and I'll tell you one of my first experiences co-writing when I started working with NSAI, and um, we started putting together co-writing groups, and there was about. There were, there were three, four of us that lived very close. We found out that we lived very close to each mm-hmm. other. And we're like, how did we never, you know, um, meet? But we did through NSAI. And we would meet on Sunday mornings as we all worked. We'd meet at Perkins Pancake House. Oh, Perkins. Yeah. And we'd call it <laughs> Breakfast in a Hook. So we'd all go in and we'd have our pancakes and coffee. And we would all talk about our song ideas. And we'd pick one. And then we'd go back to my house or one of the others because we all lived real close by. And we would sit down and try to write that song. And um, so that's something you can do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, find people with like interests that, that are into music. And we really recommend co-writing. Let's yeah. go to this next song. It's called Happy For You. Yes. Yeah, so. Uh-huh. And another great story behind this song? Yeah, well, so this was, uh, you know how we were talking about before Podunk. This would have been a great conversation for this one. It's like, you know, sometimes you have a song that you've started with some people and then you feel like you need to bring someone else and you right. know that somebody would have this so this is one that nancy and i started with our buddy john allen miller mm-hmm. ah. and i loved the song and i knew there was something to it and so nancy and i were talking about it and we were riding together and then cindy came in and i was just like let's get a hold of john let's see if it's okay if, he, if we bring cindy in on it yeah i to this day don't think they've ever met no nope. never met john <clears throat> wow um so we ended up finishing the song that day with Cindy, and we sent it over, and he was cool with it. And um, <clears throat> excuse me, I ended up putting this one out um, well, as just a live acoustic version of it. Can I just? I just want to add yeah, to that right there because it, 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 sometimes it's a little sticky with with co-writing, mm-hmm. and you start with some buddy, yes. and you pull somebody else in, but always get permission. Make Don't sure you just, always have permission. Yeah. yeah. Don't just some assume. people ain't okay with it. Yeah, and yeah. Some, but some aren't. Yeah, they're yeah. not. Yeah. And so yeah. John was super cool with it, and you know we ended up getting a single out of this one. Um, Good. We've only put a live acoustic version out of this one. I want to do a full production. One eventually, but uh, this was my... uh... Hold on, before you start, I want to say one thing about this song. Okay. I had come up with this idea, Happy For You, sort of like, bless your heart is, you know, (laughs) sort of like, oh, I'm happy for you, you know, like... (laughs) And I knew right away it was a Dallas song, right? Yeah. And it's always an honor if you get to bring the song idea into the room, yeah. right? It's always that honor. And I but I think a lot of times, you know, you bring your song idea to the room. Yeah. And maybe that song never gets fully realized. Yeah. What do you do when that song, I mean, this song did. It was everything that I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. But sometimes in the room, <clears throat> you know, I get this question a lot. You know, can I take my hook back? 
And I think, you know, because sometimes you want to get more out than this song, than the the people you had in a room Mm -hmm. that you wrote with. And Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, you kind of have to ask for permission on that, too. You have to be really gut-wrenchingly honest. No one wants to do this Mm -hmm. and cause some conflict, but go to your co-writers and say... Hey, you know, I, I'm just nothing about that version is working for me. And you don't say it like that, but you say, yeah. hey, I just, you know, I just feel like I'd like to write this again with some other people. Yeah. Would you? And it, yeah. are you OK with that? Yeah. And I don't think it's at all. We're not really using anything that we had in that song. Yeah. And if that would be the case, then, you, you know, you kind of ask if you can have your idea back. And most times they're going to say, yeah, go Most of the time. I'm sure. Because it didn't matter to them either. Mm-hmm. Right? You right. know, they're not going to say, well, you know, bring me into that, right, with those other people. You know, they're, they're not. Yeah. No, yeah. Normally, right. normally, they wouldn't normally. do that. Yeah. 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 I think one of my favorite, like, I love this. I love Riders Rounds because I love listening to like the stories too. behind them. And so I love I going too. to hit Riders Rounds to hear how things go. Me too. And I'm not going to name the song or the people, but I remember one of my favorite stories ever uh, was a pretty big hit song a few years ago um, that this girl had the idea. She pitched it to these people and she goes, I just want y'all to know that if this does not turn out who I want it, I'm riding it with somebody else. Are you kidding? She told them right there, and it ended wow. up being this monster hit. They were like, challenge accepted, and they wrote this huge hit. And I was like, <laughs> Whoa. you know, she put the pressure on them, but I was wow. like, you know, you got to. What? You're going to have, like, mm. you know, the, the the gut to say that, say it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she knew what the song needed to be. Wow. And she found managed to find the right people first try. <laughs> but I was dang. like, that's hilarious. I was like, dang, girl, you went for it. But, you and, know, uh, and you're like, I'm happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy for me. Very happy for her and her bank account now. Very. Um, uh, let's yeah. hear that song. Yeah. Well, I heard you gone and gotten married. You found the one you say whose love is true. Well, I'm happy for you. Just saying the same thing about me So you're saying that ain't really nothing new But I'm happy for you Yeah, I'm happy for you Yeah, I'm just tickled pink The best thing for you is the best thing for me If love is hell, Lord knows I paid mine dues I'm happy for you Yeah, it's a dream come true I learned you're not a lot to lose I'm off the hook and that's my point of view Yeah, I'm happy for you Well, God bless the girl, she must be a saint She don't mind the things I can and that's the truth Yeah, I'm happy for you Your drinking, snoring, no show mornings Can't hold a job, well thank God I got a clue Yeah, I'm happy for you I'm happy for you, yeah I'm just tickled pink, the best thing for you Is the best thing for me If love is hell, Lord knows I paid mine dues I'm happy for you, yeah It's a dream come true, I learned you now
by now I can see that you don't look that good to me. I said love is blind now I can see. I'm happy for you, but more happy for me. I'm happy for you. Happy for you. Yeah, I am. <laughs> yep, we're talking co-writing on the Song uh, Writer Connection podcast. And uh, one of the things, too, that just uh, popped into my head, when you get a magic team and you've written some songs, stick together. Mm-hmm. Keep writing. Isn't that right? Exactly. Oh, that's a good topic. So yeah. I want to ask you this. What do y'all do when you don't want to write with someone anymore? Ooh. Because you know that's just not the right person for you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Dallas, what do you do? I have Nancy text him and tell him I'm not going to write to Dallas is too busy. I've had her a couple of times. That only happened. That only happened twice, I think. Um, no. Um, for me, though, you know, I really, especially being an artist, I have a very good grasp of who I want to write with and sure. who I want to be around with and who I want involved yeah. with my career. I, I have to look at everything as a career. Sure. And so... You know, a lot of times I have to do that. Man, I'm on the road. It's going to be a while, and then we just never reschedule. But um, there has been some times where I've had to have Nancy literally <laughs> be like, hey, we don't think this is a great fit. Yeah. <laughs> so in that moment, Nancy's my oh, publisher. Lord have mercy. <laughs> in so many ways, it's like but, dating, isn't it? I mean, really. So, it so is. And so, you know, you got to – I've been really lucky, though, that I've only had a couple – it over you know the past mm-hmm. 10 years that I haven't wanted to continue writing with you know yeah. good, good um because of the fact that I kind of filter them beforehand or I yeah. go out hang out with them before or play around with them before or something where I get to know them yeah. first there you go and then if I don't feel like it's gonna happen I just don't set it up you know yeah. we're not um, we're not a match yeah. there, there's sometimes when you leave those rights I mean I had one two months ago that was my first right in years that it was very obvious the three of us in that room did not work together. We just didn't reschedule. There mm-hmm. wasn't even a yeah. anything. It was just, hey, this was fun. Let's mm-hmm. I'll see y'all and around. You, and you can't take something like that personal. Exactly. It's just, it's we all part knew. The, part of the deal. We right? all knew that it yeah. wasn't. And then, you know, you have those times where you don't reschedule and you're like, what did you, like, why didn't they want to reschedule with me? And you realize everyone's busy. Everybody. You know, it'll yeah. work out and People time will work out, you know. Yeah. I Let me ask you this again. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead, Cindy. I was, gonna... I was just going to say, um, if if you're new to co-writing, you're, you're going to want to do one other co-writer. Because mm-hmm. the more people mm-hmm. you get, the right. more chaotic it gets. And mm-hmm. so uh, just start out with one with other one? person. Yeah. And the more you know yourself, like I know myself, if, I've, if there's too much going on, and now my co-writers know me well enough. I'm going to plug my ears. I'm going to shut you out because mm-hmm. I need to get mm-hmm. in my own head. And there's so much going on with four people. There can mm-hmm. be a lot going on. Yeah. So understand how right. you work best. And yeah. if you need to leave the room and go 
thing. Oh, yeah. And I do that a lot when I'm... I call it an, an epiphany. An epiphany. <laughs> epiphany. I have yeah. to go to the bathroom. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, <clears throat> I want yeah. to talk about this for a minute. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say. Well, I was going to say, I, I wrote with a, a pro writer who's had some really big hits. And she told me right away, she goes, I'm just going to warn you up front. Uh, sometimes I get in a zone and I'm going to tell you to shut up and I, and I may, I may yeah. cuss and swear, but you just, when I, when I'm in that zone, let me go, let me type. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but go ahead. Okay. So there have been some times when I'm in the room with somebody and I know I like them more than they like me. Ah. <laughs> They're just not into that into me, right? It's just like dating. That is seriously like someone. Dating. Oh right. my god, I just really want to get back, but I can feel it. They already left the room, so you kind of have to read that room, I think. And then I've had situations when, when I know this other person really wants to write with me again, and it's just not. You know, it's usually, you know, a lot of energy coming at me. Yeah. And I oh. I just, yeah. <laughs> and I just, and yeah. back up, back yeah. up. Yeah. And they just can't. Yeah. And so, you know, and I've just learned that it's too hard to be too honest in this situation. You might try, especially with someone you don't know. Yeah. I'll just I'll say, you know, I've learned, you know, I don't. Mm. Yeah, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings, but if I, at times when I've said, you know, it just doesn't work for me, mm-hmm. and then I see them out at the listening room and they feel all awkward. A little weird. You know, it's too weird. So yeah. I just say, hey, I'm a, my schedule's really booked right now. I'll have to get back with you. Yeah, and I, cause it's, yeah. it, 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 yeah. it never ends well. Yeah. It never ends well. Never so this exactly. is a, this is the best way to do it. Just Absolutely. not make it, because they're going to feel weird when you see them, and you might love them as a human being. Yeah, but it's just not the right thing to be writing yeah. with you. They're just not the it, right it, person. It, it, you're right. It ha- that's it, that's that's a very good point. I'm glad you brought it up. Let me ask one more thing because I want to get another song in before we okay. have to go. But um, I'll throw this out to you too. Can't we stay here all day and talk to you? I would love that. I, I would love that. Songs <laughs> right. I, I would love that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you set up a co-write. Uh, what do you expect? What do you bring? What What do you expect from your co-writers when you go into a session? Who wants to start? Well, there's a difference between this group and other people. Mm-hmm. Ours right. end up being therapy sessions. Yeah, so it's right. like, what guy is Dallas ticked off at today? And how do we write a song about it? Um, no. Um, it is different with every group, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, like if you're writing with a hit songwriter, you darn well are going, or someone that you've waited a long time to be in a room with, mm-hmm. yeah. you are taking your best ideas in there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you're writing with your great friends, you can just sit around and you can figure out what you're going to write. Yeah. And right. if you're writing with somebody like, you know, you work harder for the people that you really want to hold on to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's no, a fact. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and for like, for me, I... Like I said, I hang out with all my co-writers. That's my thing. It's like we all hang out. So I get a lot of my ideas from things they say. Yeah, I do um, And so, yeah. like, my buddy Robert, he knows that he's literally pointed out. He's like, I know that if you pull your phone out, you're writing down something you just heard, either from this conversation or something behind you. Me too. I'm just one of those yeah. people. And so, but because I'm hanging out with my co-writers, I always write down what they say and I put their name beside it and I take it to them. Ah, and see? be like, hey, you might not have realized you said this, but this is something you said in conversation the other and day. I want to write it. Passing. Yes. Like, it needs to be a song. And that's how yeah. I do. Um, for I do me, the same thing. Yeah. I, you know, I have those moments that are like, kind of like droughts where I feel like I don't have any ideas, but then also being an artist, like, I have, 
a very specific thing I want to present as being an artist. You know, I have my songs that I want for me. And so I am one of those people that I have to feel what feels right in the room. And sometimes, you know, I have a hook book on my phone of like 500 hooks. Sometimes none of those feels right. Yeah. And you just got to be honest. Like, hey, none of these are feeling right right now. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. and what I will typically do, and it's worked with me a lot, is I'll just start scrolling. And I have this, it's weird, and like how to explain it as a visual, but like I'll be scrolling and it's like one will be like highlighted. And that, to me, it's like, that's the one that mm. needs to be that. That happened to me with Dave Pahanish and Travis mm-hmm. on Phone Call for Heaven. Mm. I was That was an idea I never wanted to write because mm-hmm. it was too personal for me. Yeah. And I was just scrolling through. I'm like, I'm sitting here with the dude who wrote freaking American Ride and yeah. all these huge hits. I'm like, I need yeah. to have an idea. And I had nothing. And that just like scrolling through and it was like, that just popped out. Mm-hmm. And I just instantly it was a very very personal idea and i started crying and had to, it was like a therapy session with them and we ended mm-hmm. up writing it yeah but those are the moments for me gotcha. um so you know you bring your hooks but you have to realize that sometimes your hooks aren't what's going to be written in the room and like there's so you know they have the people that they come in they'll have like i had all these ideas and you can't be you can't be like upset when your idea isn't the one used obviously gotcha. mm-hmm. yeah you, know, you gotta be give it up ready yeah. for whatever's happening so in, in addition to ideas cindy how about like a melody can you bring a melody you say, i got this melody that i've been wanting to write yes i have done that uh-huh. uh, sometimes that's at least for me more um a stylized thing so mm-hmm. yeah like if i want to do celtic i'll come up with me- you know, like a Celtic style hook and then mm-hmm. I'll take it to that person and I'll go okay so this is the melody I got what what words could we fit yeah. in there you got anything in that hookbook that fits this melody yeah mm-hmm. that's yeah. cool I yeah. want to say one time that uh, Dallas and I were writing with Chris Wallen the amazing don't yeah, blank Chris Wallen he's great I'm pretty sure I told him to <laughs> shut up <laughs> shut up for a minute you, know, you want to talk about yeah you want to talk about being blown off every time I see him going to come on the podcast right oh yeah yeah send me some dates send us some dates right then those are all gone and yeah. <laughs> next month. Hey, here's some more dates. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's the best, no He's response busy. is also a response. <laughs> well, don't take and that I personally. No, I don't because I know I, I love him. He's a great writer and I know he's very busy. Yeah, I'm totally so. rejected on a daily basis. So, <laughs> you know, um, but, I, you know, Chris, yeah. we were trying to figure out what we were going to write. Mm-hmm. And Chris Wallen took out his phone and scrolled through every idea. Wow. He got and, all the way down to people loving people. And like, like, that's how far down on the hookbook he got. He was we, trying to find the perfect idea. He, he offered wow. us, her, every idea that he had Isn't in his book. Something? Wow. So that's the, that's the work ethic and so amazing. Amazing. of Chris yeah. Wallen. And we, we need to be like that. Yeah. We need that's to have right. a hookbook and we need to have it ready. If you're not yeah. familiar with him, Google him. He's written a lot of huge, right. huge yeah, songs. It was so funny though because he's like yelling all the other ideas. Don't blink. And yeah. <laughs> we were, he got down to people loving people and I was like, well, that's cool. And he had this one idea and like, we're not going to play that song now. But I just remember mm-hmm. like, whatever he said sparked the idea of me for what we ended up writing and yeah. he was still talking and he was talking and I was like hey Chris I'm gonna need you to, to stop for a minute because I gotta think and I was like <laughs> I just told Chris to stop like what did I just what well, there is another real point before you hit another song there's another point about song uh, about co-writing you can't be afraid to throw something out there because exactly. it may spark yes. what becomes the next line exactly. or the that's next right. direction exactly. that song takes and that's, that's, even if that, they rejected every line you said so far yeah just you know keep put your throwing it out pants yeah. on and do it that is yeah. still yeah. Like, yeah. 
that song with Nancy and Chris is one of my favorite co-writes ever and one of my favorite songs and that was one and you know you really did that on the podcast with you when we I did, did this play that one if you look for uh, hmm. uh, yeah, Dallas Remington's podcast here Songwriter Connection they do that song yes yeah. yeah. songs my, wrote me my yeah. uh, my Garth uh, my Garth my, my Opry debut song saving it for the Opry debut that's oh, right oh yeah that's it's right we talked about that Opry debut it's song happen. that's okay, right okay well the WSM Wait, invited you over because of Steal Your Dad and you were on she was on WSM you were Spotlight Artist of the Month or something yeah Oh, what an honor. That's awesome. Yeah, they've been awesome. Um, I've been to Spotlight Arbors over there a few times, and they've been very supportive of my career over the over oh, the years so, so we're yeah, one that's... step closer to the Opry we're one that's step right. they compared her to a female Brad Paisley yes Ooh. they did they did yes it was Whoa. awesome that's awesome <laughs> I was like I've never gotten that one before <laughs> that's fantastic and it, it's crazy though because completely off subject but back to see your dad for a little bit like hmm. I was out in Wyoming doing all these shows every gig I played people came in going we need to hear the dad song Oh yeah! Like they didn't even know me, but they had looked me up and they knew that one. And so mm-hmm. I, there was one show I had to play it multiple times because people kept coming in. They're like, "Can you play the dad song? We need to hear the dad song." That's so that's a hit. You know, you know that's it a is. How do we hit it there? Absolutely. <laughs> so, songs that resonate with yeah. people. So I'm going to play uh, one more. Uh, White Trash Heart. Yes. Oh, yeah. Dallas. Tell so there's us one the story, of those girl. titles that you just you <laughs> yeah, got to hear. I have right? to tell the story too. Uh-huh. You know? So mm-hmm. we all go on riding retreats at least once a year, and we those. We love. I love them. They're like one of my favorite times of the year. And so mm-hmm. we were on one last January mm-hmm. uh, out in Dixon. And um, we was a whole bunch of us out there. But we decided before every because a few of us went out early. And we decided before everyone got up there, we were going to do a girl's right and a guy's right. Because there was three guys there already and four girls there. So the four girls, we get in the cabin. And I don't know how we got on this subject. But I was telling them all about this guy that I had seen at a bar at a gig in Missouri. Mm-hmm. And I was just, you know, going for it, just telling him every detail. I was like, you know, this boy walked in in overalls. He was shirtless under him. He had on Crocs and he had a mullet. And I said, <laughs> And everyone literally, and this is a true story. I mean, this literally happened to me. I'm at a gig and this happened the night before my gig. And, um, all my friends there looked at me like, what is wrong with you? What has happened? And I was telling them all about this. And I was like, and I don't know why I can't get over that guy. Like, I don't know why that image is still in my head. Because nothing ended up happening with the guy. I'm like, I don't know why I keep fixating on that. And Lauren, who was our fourth writer on at Lauren Springs, she said, so we could write the song. She just got popped up. And uh, we ended up writing this. And it was another magical one. Like, an yeah. hour and a half, two hours. Wow. I think you brought the hook. Happens. I think you had it. Did I have the I hook? I think you had. I think you did. Well, did it was I? like. You, you I, got I wanted to write something with white trash. I knew yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I have a white trash heart. <laughs> yeah, so. But us four together. It was, Great idea. It was awesome. So, I can't um, wait to hear it. Now, is this recorded? Are you recording yeah, this one? Yeah, this, okay. one's, this one came out um, in June. In June, okay. Yeah, this was our July. July. Fine, yeah. fine Dallas on yeah. Spotify, wherever you hear music. Here we go. Wait, uh, Trey The first time I noticed checking them and them or all his farmer's tan, no shirt. And gravy thick accents, gold ring, trucker, howard, boots, red dirt. I know it ain't a phase, and at least I know it. Kentucky showing Lord knows my mama tried 
his pride. There's who I am inside. Hell, I ain't the bougie kind. They wish I was different, but I play my part. The family's black sheep with a white trash heart. Y'all cranking a camel prom dress, walks our hair, Walmart tailgate hen. I know it ain't a phase, and at least I know it. Yeah, I really don't mind in my Kentucky showing. Lord knows my mama tried, probably gonna wreck my daddy's pride. That's who I am inside, and I ain't the bougie kind. Remington, what a great song. <laughs> Nancy Deckage, yeah. Cindy Torres, all our guests. Try co-writing, folks. Sometimes two, three heads are better than one. Exactly. Hopefully we've given you a lot of uh, helpful hints. And if you're not co-writing, maybe you should start. Something to think about. Nancy, thanks for being on the show again. That was wonderful. Quickly thanks, tell Dave. folks about Discover Sooner because it's a great organization. Okay, Discover Sooner. And it is our mission to help the next generation of songwriters and artists to meet music professionals and publishers and stuff like that. And if you do, we have things that actually put people together in yeah. co-writing situations. That's right. So, like, the Sync Challenge does that, and you can meet them in our community. And, and so, you know, right. if you can't get to a writer's round, join Discover Sooner community. DiscoverSooner.com? Yes. All right. And Dallas, where can we find you out there? Yeah, so the easiest way to find me is DallasRemington.com. That's Dallas at the city and Remington like the shotgun or the curling iron <laughs> or the razor. Whichever one you want to choose. They're all felt the same. So DallasRemington.com. Um, from there, it's got the links to all my socials um, and all the music platforms. You know, we released, like I said, 13 singles this year or so. That's awesome. Or last year or so. And you Go know, I, I think some of you are saying Remington like the singer. Yeah, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, right. like the right. Dallas. Apparently, I, hold, I have to say it that way because I apparently hold the M too long, and people think it has two M's. Uh, it's one M. So it's one M. Okay, All just right. like the shotgun or the curling iron or the razor. Okay, one M. <laughs> got it. Cindy, you've got a, a web page out there too, right? And I hope folks will get on it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and I'm on uh, streaming platforms as well. Good. My last one that I released, Dallas. 
It's called Songtown, and Dallas is a co-writer on that. Oh, I love wow. that song. They about should. being a songwriter in Nashville. Oh, I got to hear that for sure. Um, they can find you on Facebook? Facebook. Instagram? Uh, no, not Instagram. No? Okay. Not Instagram. Okay. No. The, the regular platforms. <laughs> okay. But you have to look under Cindy, like Cindy Lauper, C-Y-N-D-I, uh-huh. Limbaugh, like in Rush, <laughs> and Torres, T-O-R-R-E-S. And you will find me, and you'll find my, my stuff that's coming out. And I've got a bluegrass see, uh, gospel seed out, nice. CD coming out. Very good. All stuff you yeah. yeah. Yes. Very good. Awesome. <laughs> thank you, She's not going to cover anything. <laughs> thank you all so much. It's so just fantastic. such a pleasure to have you here. Well, thank you thank for having you. us. Yeah. Yeah, it was I great, hope you join us again. We've got some great uh, podcasts coming up. We've got, uh, if all things go as planned, uh, very uh, next week will be Will Nance, who's a big hit writer. Oh, God, he's great. I uh, love him. Uh, yeah. Really big songs. Oh, uh, my God. Good to have him. <laughs> so and fantastic. He really is. Brilliant. And um, uh, also, one of my favorite um, American folk artists today amazing voice player uh her name is jamie harris and she's been on the podcast before but she's coming back because she's got a brand new record and we're going to talk about it so thanks for joining us on the songwriter connection see you next time thank you for listening to the songwriter connection podcast find us on social media at songwriter connection also listen to dave lanahan's nashville connections radio show it streams live every friday morning on wobl and wnoi Look for us on Facebook and YouTube. See you next time on Songwriter Connection.